be heavy. I like heavy stuff. I'm into that heavy stuff. It's gotta be heavy. The heavy sound, heavy beat. Rebel 1017 presents the Heavy in Ottawa podcast with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. It's a new week of heavy in Ottawa. It's almost the end of August and the schools are starting in a couple of weeks. I'm Laura. And I'm James. And this week, again, we list some upcoming events for the next couple of weeks. Our spotlight band this week is a local industrial metal band, Ulu. And today's guest and our sponsor is Mehdi from The Coven. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. So there's been a lot of big events happening lately at The Coven. <laughs> so most, oh, yeah. most recently on Saturday, um, there was a black mass organized by... The Ottawa chapter of um, the Satanic Temple, right? So there's been a lot of chats in in social media, a lot of comments on uh, the Coven side. You've received phone calls, so pamphlets, letters uh, from the states, letters from the states, <laughs> calls at midnight from New York City, Toronto. Ooh, I want to hear about that too. Oh yeah, there's a quite a few stories there for sure. Right. So so basically, all this group wanted to do is to have an event at your restaurant and it kind of blew blew up and so so what's what's going on so i know these guys the the guys from uh, satanic temple the members of them i know them uh, since i opened the coven they they are mostly metalheads uh, into industrial music or goth and uh, they choose to follow this religion or way of living or whatever they're super cool guys they drink they have daytime jobs they have families I'm pretty sure they go to have Christmas dinner with their family nothing weird about them I don't know why they're demonized to this extent I mean the coolest guys I've seen on the block actually right and it's like I, I feel like a lot of people look into things before before they start you know being outraged about something. I, I was reading an interview about the Satanic Temple and, and what they want to accomplish. And to me, everything that they represent is, is all about just freedom and, and not being tied to a specific Christian religion and just, just being, you know, doing what they want and being open-minded, right? Well, coming from a Muslim background myself, I can totally see how these, some of these guys might have endured in, in their childhood, when whether like religious families you know back home I'm from Iran so back home I had no freedom if I wanted to like dress the certain way get a certain haircut or listen to the music I wanted or just do whatever I want I didn't have this this freedom so I kind of feel it with this guy for these guys whatever they want to do wrong or right we're not no one to judge I think it's the right to do so but I know how they feel so how long have you been in Canada for now? I came here in 2006, so it's almost 14 years now. Right. Yeah. And before that, I was in Europe for a few years. So I left my country when I was uh, 16, so it's been about uh, 17 years. Right. And most recently, before the Coven opened, you had a restaurant on the Quebec side, right? Yeah, that's... Like a uh, van? It was a small, like, uh, takeout uh, food, and then it was kind of boring because it was, you know, you, you go there every day in the morning. And it just make food to make money. So I was like, why don't I make it more fun? I listen to metal. I like making food. Let's put them both together. And then it was it was super small, so no alcohol, nothing. Maybe like twelve seats for people to sit, sit inside. And then one day I opened my Facebook and I see oh Cataclysm tagged us and oh Camelot tagged us because we have Putin's named after them. I'm like I guess I need a bigger place in case one of these bands come to Ottawa, come and check out the place. And, and have they yet? 
Last year, we got over 120 bands. Biggest one was uh, Judas Priest, uh, Soulfly, uh, Venom Inc., Crack Angram from the Netherlands, uh, Unearth. Like, too many to name. We got a wall of fame. You got to come check it out. It's uh, We got a, quite a good support. Oh, and absolutely. Two satanic bands, Belfigor and Dark Funeral. Oh, the, damn. Yeah. Every single time I open the Coven Facebook page or Medi's <laughs> Facebook profile, it feels like if there's been a big, sh- bigger show or even like a smaller metal show, someone from else anywhere in the world, they're usually having drinks and food at the Coven. What's like the funniest story or the wh- one of the coolest stories that you could tell of some of these bands that stop by? There is a few. One of them was uh, the band uh, Crack Angren from Netherlands. So these guys, they're extremely serious. They are like into horror metal. And uh, they wear all this corpse paint and all this uh, black and blood. So uh, they came to the bar to eat and they were like super serious, not drinking or anything. And then I went to the show. I told them, hey, come to the bar after the show. Let's have an after party. They come there. And then last thing I know, I was like three in the morning. I was like, guys, please, let's uh, leave the bar. We gotta go home. We can't serve you anymore. And then next thing we know, took me to the bus and then have a couple of drinks there at their bus. That was cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Because yeah. I, I I've seen them a couple of times and their shows are pretty gory. There's a lot of blood and <laughs> whatnot. Yeah, in real life they just like beer. They don't like beer. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> you like drink uh, red beer maybe or just just normal? No, just just normal. normal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last Saturday you had the first Black Mass, right? Yeah, we hosted the first uh, Black Mass in Canadian history. I mean, it could be any other event. I would be open to it. Happened to be a Black Mass. It was cool. So just kind of take us through the night or the day or the So event. the Satanic Temple, uh, my friend from Satanic Temple, Nick, he approached me and said, yeah, we want to hold a Black Mass at your bar. I'm like, sure thing. You guys are cool. This is, you know, it's going to bring in uh, people. Why not? And uh, Global News, they were very persistent with covering this from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because once it happened, we didn't even see them. Or just, so they just wanted to get like the coverage, bring it up to the surface, and then they just left it there. So uh, we posted, the, we made an event, we posted the event. And uh, once it went on Global News, I guess the third article they did about it, uh, the Bishop of Ottawa released a statement saying that it's sacrilegious and it's going to release all kind of demonic presence into <laughs> our town and exorcism and all that. And uh, that kind of actually blew it out of proportion, I would say. Uh, Just peop- a little bit. Yeah, like people, like I got calls from uh, the Bible Belt, like the, what's, what's it called, West Virginia, like getting pamphlets from them like and calls from like some guy said that he's going to sue us and close us because he talked to his lawyer and apparently... Imaginary friends do exist, and uh, <laughs> and uh, his lawyer so, yeah. is also the lawyer for God, and God's pissed off. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean. and uh, got a, quite a few like people came in to just check out the place, and like, yeah, man, I'm a Christian. I don't listen to this. I just want to come check out the place, and this is cool. You guys are not doing anything wrong. I'm like, no, it's actually a very inclusive place. We want everyone to have fun. You know, if you. Tomorrow, if you want to bring your church or your mosque or anyone to the coven, feel free to bring it. It's, it's awesome. As long as you can stand the music, we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah. And I heard that the event also, it sold out within like two minutes. Yeah, we had to refuse about, because uh, we have a capacity, we had to refuse about 50 people or so. So and how many people were there total? Uh, total about 50. 50, okay. Yeah, excluding the staff, yeah. Wow. 
And I hear, well, I saw photos. There was a, a large group of people actually outside protesting. So did you did you go outside at any point and did you oh, hear I what had, their I, message was? I had a lot of conversations with them. Like uh, some of them were cool. Some of them I tried to like stay away from because, you know, like once, you know, if some people, you know, if you want to close your eyes and repeat the same thing, it doesn't make it any more true. It's just I took it from Lamb of God, you know, you can say the same lie a thousand times, but it doesn't make it any more true. Yeah. It's a song from, uh, which one is it, Redneck, yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't make it any more true. So they just, you know, I try to talk to them and say, hey man, you know, I'm Muslim myself. You guys are Christians. These guys are atheists. They just use Satan as a label too, you know, for the provocative value. And uh, some of them, were, yeah, okay, that's cool. We're going to actually come and talk to you at the bar, have a beer and talk and see what's about. Some of them were just, you know, they're scared. They were, you know, like brainwashed or, and all of them, to be honest, except for a couple of people that really went out of line and said things that they shouldn't in today's society. I would say they're lovely people. Like They believed in what they believe and they have like a strong faith. And in their opinion, they were doing the wrong, or, uh, the right thing. So... I was actually glad that they came out and I told the one of the priests actually he was like a head priest in one of the churches I told him it was the last time we had a gathering like this you had like 200 people coming out at midnight and praying so you should be actually thankful to these guys for doing that for you guys bringing people together one yeah, way or another was, yeah no, it was, it was uh, I was glad look there was no incidents there was like no like uh, no conflict they did their things the satanic guys did their things everyone's good and just to clarify, this event was called the Black Mass, but w the way it was described was it's basically an unbaptism. So for people, so so there was no uh, eating babies or no. biting like heads <laughs> off bats. So the whole or concern of the Christians was uh, it's a basically it's a satanic ritual. Basically, they denounce whatever god or religion they were baptized to. So the main concern the Christians they had was the holy wafer that they didn't want that to be part of a ritual because that's body of Christ. And okay. I actually talked to the satanic temple guys and then they said, no, we don't use that because that's their, we're not there to insult the religion. We did, we do not use that wafer and they did not. So that was the main, the wafer the, that you can buy at grocery stores in Gatno. That was the main reason of the conflict. So what, what do they do with the black mass? I've obviously never been to one, so... Uh, basically, there was burlesque, so oh. a couple of cool uh, burlesque performers. There was live music, and uh, there was uh, chanting, and uh, both sides were saying things in Latin. I don't okay. speak it, so. And then, uh, yeah, they just did, like, it was more like a... It would be like a very cool show to have it, like you know. That's what it kind of sounds like, especially with the burlesque and the. the, the yeah, it was it was band. a cool show, and then uh, even actually a couple of cops were outside. They were like, "Oh, can we come check it out inside?" And they said, "Hey, they came in, and it was cool because they had set up a tent on the patio with vendors. They were selling like gothic merch and like jewelry and all of the stuff. That's so a whole it was, event. Yeah, it was kind of like actually cool. It's like something that you would you know you would you would go in like." I know, like in Renaissance time, or everyone's dressed in black, and the cops are like, hey, it's cool, man. It's, you guys are not doing anything wrong. So are you going to do another one then? I mean, sure, if there is a demand, why not? I mean, any event that's, you know, any marginalized group in Ottawa that doesn't have a platform to, to practice what they believe in or to do a gathering, I can be, you know, they can use the coven for that purpose. Like, it doesn't have Super to be the satanic movie. temple. It can be anyone. I also wanted to mention that you recently opened a consignment store upstairs of the coven. Uh, who, who do you have vendors uh, there, right? Who, who do you have 
selling their stuff there right now and so far we have our own merch uh, I have uh, some uh, merch from uh, Dave Atkins he's my, he's my friend he does uh, some really cool uh, uh, porcelain uh, portraits I have a uh, death decor from Montreal I have a uh, casually aggressive from Ottawa I have LXS LXS yeah, yeah LXS uh, Brad, Brad my buddy he's uh, super good with his, uh, like super artistic and I also have uh, some jewelry from uh, Worn by Warriors and uh I'm, we're getting more so we're getting our hands on more it's very hard nowadays to get like this kind of like gothic heavy metal unique uh, oddities so so is it open uh, at the same time as the restaurant or uh, specific we close hours it, we close it a bit early we close it around 6pm Monday to Friday uh, Tuesday to Friday but I'm thinking of like expanding there's a taxidermy shop uh, in Montreal called uh, the Old Cavern I'm thinking of uh, buying a lot of their bringing a lot of their inventory here it's just a matter of legality of oddities and taxidermies in Ontario I'm just inquiring about that before making the move mm. So it sounds like a lot has happened within the past. It's been two years, right? It's now, been two right? years, yeah. yeah. It's been, a, to be honest, uh, I was not, uh, I was not expecting, uh, expecting this volume of support, this volume of like, uh, not only from like the Ottawa, like Ottawa scene's been great, but like the international scene, like this. I mean, like we, we only sell burgers and fries. We don't do anything like extraordinary. It's like like it's not like fine dining, and it's just beer. But the bands that are on tour, they actually. Because, you know, the most metal bands, they start from, like, bottom, like, from the bottom, from zero. And then they know how it is to be on tour and, you know, not be able to afford food because you got to pay gas to go to the next show in hopes of making 50 bucks to pay for the gas for the next show. So many of these bands, even though they're big right now, but because they don't forget their roots and they stay true their, to their fans, they actually support us to an extreme extent. That's, like, beyond words. Like, nothing could, like be more uh, accomplishing for me that having this kind of support from like the bands and our foundation of my business like my business is built on these guys and then when you get like endorsement from them it's, it's just priceless I feel like it's pretty unique like even for the rest of America and North America um, to like I, I've never really heard of another heavy metal theme bar uh, there is uh, the Doors in uh, in Hamilton it's a talk on metal bar it's great guys uh, they're, they're more like grungy Okay. And, but they, they do like they do have a lot of metal there they're awesome uh, in Chicago there is a chain called uh, Kuma's Corner now the decoration is not very metal but all the burgers are named after bands oh, and cool. uh, I think that sums it up like uh, there is like a bunch in Tokyo when I was in Japan there's like a whole bunch in, in there but is that where you got the idea from? no no I just went there to see my cousins I had never seen them so oh, okay. they're half Japanese they're half uh, Persian oh yeah but uh, no the idea I had it for years I always wanted to do something in these lines but then Everything just came into place perfectly. It's just, you know, it was, it's, it's just been very easy. And it is, I, I, also the fact that you can go and you, you can sit there and you can listen to the music that you love. And I remember at some point you had said that if you, go, if you go there for lunch, you get like lighter type of metal and then towards the evening it's get, it gets like heavier and heavier, so... Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and we finish it with a black mask usually. No, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, daytime because we have like a lot of uh, government crowd that come there. They're not necessarily metalheads, but you know they have one in the group who listens to metal. Or they just like the food, so we try you know to go like you know Metallica, Iron Maiden, you know not not even a Slayer. And then one one lady actually asked if we can play Celine Dion, and I thought she's joking, but she was actually serious. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I found like a metal oh. version of Celine Dion song and I played it for her. She didn't like it. I was about to ask, was she happy? <laughs> no? No. <laughs> so if not for the music, for the amazing food, but also to support a local business, thank you for being our sponsor and thank you for, so much for being here and chatting with us today. Thanks, Rebel has been great. I mean, uh, uh, Todd and Tim, they've been great uh, with us from the day one and you guys are amazing as well. And to be honest, when uh, the bear was uh, taken away from Ottawa and was replaced with a pop station radio, like we don't already have like 244 of them, I was kind of like, I lost like a part of like my, you know, my, when I sit in the car, I, I, I like to listen to radio and then, was it like two three years ago I was driving on uh, Gloucester and I saw like a sign that says listen to Rebel and I was like whoa what is this and I tuned in and to be honest I have not changed my radio station from Rebel from like for the past three years there's an endorsement yeah that is and you know that's what Rebel is all about uh, you know we lo su love supporting local bands and local artists and local businesses well, amazing. and we're it's here for each other uh, the, the show Heavy Ottawa Loaded Radio all these shows that kind of support the more uh extreme uh, rock and metal like you, it's priceless you cannot get it on any other radio station I would say in Canada it's, it's amazing keep it going guys thanks Thank you. so much Maddie thanks for having me for now we're gonna take a listen to a tune by local band Skybound this is Please Come Home <laughs>
Heavy in Ottawa Spotlight. Our spotlight band today is a local industrial metal band, Ulu. Did I get that right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah? That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, Ulu. Okay, Ulu. and we have Eric, Peter, and Asa here with us in studio today. Thanks so much for coming in. Good to be here. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. This is great. All right. As I said earlier, the name Ulu, like to me, it sounds Finnish. It's probably not, but what's the story behind the name? Uh, we started early on as uh, an industrial metal sort of almost shock rock band uh, by the name of Oompa Lunatics, and we played a <laughs> lot. Lunatics. <laughs> we played a lot of. Like a lot at Zaphods, actually. Like Eugene okay. from Zaphods gave us our first chances there, and uh, we had a different lead singer and everything, and things went the way they normally do, and it kind of dissolved. But then we thought, oh, maybe like a little suffix like Ulu might sound cool. And, you know, it's just a little tidbit. My great grandfather's name was Mulu. And, like, you so know, it just kind of works out. Yeah, there's a <laughs> bunch of coincidences that come with it. You were just telling me about a. Finish word. Right. So, so yeah. how many different variations do you get of that that name? When well, we've we've, we've heard them all. I mean, uh, Olu. Uh, we've had uh, Ula. I, mean, I don't even know. They're making up vowels at this point. I don't <laughs> I, honestly. It's uh, but yeah. It's uh, we've heard we've heard pretty much everything at this point. I mean, like I feel like you pronounce it exactly as you would expect to pronounce it, just by looking at it like phonetically. To me, I don't know. But well, I, we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> just like Ulu, but. I guess not everybody thinks that way. I don't know. So within the band, what do you guys all do? I play guitar and bass, depending on the song. Okay. So I'm the percussionist drummer. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I do mostly vocals. Actually, like all vocals. No no instruments at all? No instruments, yeah. Okay, all right. He's one of those purist vocalists. <laughs> you know, is, I don't want to do an instrument. I just want to sing my heart out. As <laughs> and so you guys would describe yourselves as industrial metal. Is that right? I would say we're definitely influenced by industrial metal, but we all listen to all sorts of stuff and okay. like a lot of prog, prog music as well. Yeah. So, what are your influences then? Uh, Colin or Asa? Uh, I mean, like certainly look at people like Tool. Uh, we have, I think, really like varied influences. So, um, like I don't know, I've been really into things like Swans and Marilyn Manson and um, King Crimson and like the stones so i don't know i think i have more of like a rock and a metal background but i know um pete and eric have uh, their own kind of nuances for influence yeah no uh, definitely uh some of our bands are definitely interconnected there uh colin so uh asa so i mean i'd say uh you know i used to grow up listening to uh bands like prog metal bands prog rock bands dream theater king crimson uh deftones uh you know i sort of learned drums uh you know learning all those songs um you know and that really sort of uh, help me along because, you know, you're playing songs that you really love to, to listen to and, and play to. So, yeah. And that push you as an instrumentalist as well. Absolutely, yeah. And I definitely just, I've always listened to a lot of uh, heavy stuff. Like, my first CD I ever bought was, and I hope I'm saying it right, but Sanchuk by Rammstein. Okay. And Sehnsucht. Sehnsucht, <laughs> thank you. And... Um, but, like, I listened to a lot of soundtracks, too, like the Triple X soundtrack with Vin Diesel oh, and, right like, on. the Matrix Reloaded soundtrack. Anything with, like, you know, it did have, like, an industrial metal sort of vibe. But even today, like, I'm into a lot of the new stuff that's happening. And maybe a lot of metal purists might not like it, but, like, even, like, trap metal and the scene that's coming out of the UK right now. 
Trap metal. Yeah. So I've never like, even heard of that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> trap it's, with screaming, I guess. So. Yeah, it's kind of. It's all. It's very different. Maybe even not under the metal umbrella, really. But huh? Yeah. Okay. It's just like an just offshoot of EDM or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like more like yeah. a really intense hip hop, almost. The, okay. Like heavy and with trap. And yeah. I feel like actually yeah. I may have heard. So I can't remember his name, but uh, I heard this one rapper guy um, that came up on my Spotify and. It was like, yeah, like hardcore rap kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like City Morgue. Uh, yeah. If you've heard of City no, Morgue. Wasn't, that's not who it was. It was like Star or something. Starlord? Star yes. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. I listened to him a bit too. Yeah. He's got like X's in his name or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but all kinds of stuff, you know, yeah. everything. So I definitely heard, because I was, I was listening to your stuff last night, and it's, it's fucking sick, by the way. I oh, thanks. really, really honestly dig it. I definitely heard the Tool influences, and I definitely heard the Marilyn Manson influences. And uh, you guys recorded with Dave, Dave Ogilvy. That's right. Um, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense, too, as to why he would have thought it was cool, seeing as how he worked with both of those artists. What was that like? It was really interesting because we've never like actually been in a room with him, but we could tell that he really supports our music. And just because of, you know, just globalization and the Internet, we're able to actually work together from across the country. Yeah, because where is he located? He's in Vancouver. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, so it was good, though, you know, keeping in touch periodically and, like, giving him updates and stuff. It was really exciting, obviously. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's done a lot of our favorite albums growing up. You know, Antichrist Superstar was, like, a changing point, a turning point in in my musical um, influences, really. So how did you guys track everything here in Ottawa, then? Is that the case? Yeah, so um, all the recording was done actually here in um, sort of our jam space here in Ottawa. Okay. Um, we got all the stems down and um, got, we had really obviously been rehearsing them a lot. We got the best takes that we could and um, then sort of packaged them up and sent them off to uh, to Dave and then he uh, had his way with them. And um, needless to say, we were really impressed with uh, all the work that he put in that was really Just uh, sent you back the results then and like that was it? It was in some ways very simple. I mean, uh, what like what kind of like points for improvement do you give someone of his caliber? Like, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, I mean, you just tasteful things, really. Yeah, yeah. There was, a, yeah, absolutely, and I think that's the the right word for it. Is it was incredibly tasteful. It's yeah. like the things that we wouldn't have even necessarily um, suggested or thought of. He th- would insert them and uh, took a few liberties that were obviously um, huge successes every time he he took those uh, so, liberties. Did he like reamp your guitars as well? Did you or did you, was that all? Because the the guitars sounded thick, like it sounded like they were done. I don't know if you guys recorded that yourself. In which case, kudos. Or if you like reamped them all or, or what? But yeah, so, uh, yeah. so I, I mean, we didn't get um, specific. I mean, most of um, our experience of Dave's work came from just listening to the tracks. I guess you could say maybe there wasn't um, there wasn't like a lot of uh, back and forth about techniques and stuff. We gave him that kind of liberty, but. Uh, uh, all the recording that we did for the guitars, um, just to, to your question, was we did do in the jam space. Um, we mic'd up. I've got like a 70s twin reverb and okay. uh, an orange micro dark that was hooked up to just a 2x12 that I picked up and um, having some obviously preamp stuff before then. So um, we, in the past, I think one of the things that we had tried to improve on and one of the things that can easily be uh, not done super well, I think, in metal is the distortion on guitars. But we uh, learned from some of the things we wanted to change in office and uh, we took that into the new album cool so yeah i guess obviously it wasn't your first time doing self-recording or anything like that no 
So you learn yeah. from your past experiences for sure. That's right. Yeah. No, we uh, we actually recorded our first album in a similar fashion. Obviously, without Dave Dave's help there, but yeah, uh, yeah. way back in 20, 2012 or twenty eleven, somewhere around there, we know it's the same. You know, we just recorded it in house, and uh, you know, so. I mean, I listened to. I think I listened to that record too, and it still sounds fucking sick, even without Dave's influence. So, I mean. Oh. If you guys did that all yourselves, Thanks. then fucking good work. Thanks, dude. Um, how did Dave find you guys? Uh, well, we were really lucky. Uh, our our uh, bandmate, uh, Ed, he has a lot of connections through... Uh, he has a solo project. He does, like, uh, dark ambient music almost, like um, electronic. electronic, very... Uh, there's, like, a voodoo vibe, but he has uh, some connections in the States that way, and uh, we were lucky enough to get a show in uh, Albany, New York in 2017, and that was our first and-to-the-state-only U.S. show, and uh, we ended up playing with this band Static Bloom. They're very influenced by, like, Skinny Puppy, and I, I think Dave was working with them at the time, and he... Uh, found us on Instagram and we got in touch and then the rest is history like, like through that show then down. through that show yeah. oh cool so it was yeah. actually like an organic meeting kind of thing or at least like secondhand meeting sort yeah of thing. and like it's kind of weird to think about but it like happened on Instagram right I <laughs> yes. mean, as do a lot of connections media, right? these days it's, yeah it's, it's, yeah. Power yeah. Of social media yeah. yeah absolutely so do you guys have any more tour plans we were thinking about um maybe doing something small like uh ontario maybe a show in quebec but uh we're not too sure right now like we've got to get bands on board and things like that but you know we're always looking out for opportunities and we have this new music so we definitely want to play it <laughs> um what do you guys have coming up locally anything right now uh, at the moment, uh, nothing too much locally. Um, yeah, our, our plans for the future are organizing a sort of short tour here in Ontario and Quebec, but uh, after just putting out the album and um, playing with uh, Tim Scold and um, Echo Black and Comrades of the, the Brass Monkey, uh, we're looking to book new shows at this point. Cool. All right. Well, we'll keep our ears out for any bands looking for a sick metal opener, because ah. we'll definitely be recommending that you guys. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll take a listen to your tune now. I'm probably going to fuck up pronouncing it, but Valeity. That's right. Nailed it. Wow. <laughs> I definitely didn't practice before this. So what's the? what can you tell me about that song? Well, I have to say that uh, Asa here basically came up with a uh, just a very, uh, very cool riff, and we wanted to build upon uh, something that... Uh, you know, would would be become the the, the song that it is today, but um, it definitely took a lot of development, and yeah, it was uh, it was lots definitely of takes. lots of lots of takes, and uh, you know, practicing it and you know, playing it every week live, you know, in in practice, etc. It was you know, playing it over and over again really solidified that that sound and that cohesiveness that we're looking for uh, in that song. Yeah, um, I mean, I think like. Like most of our songs, a lot of our writing is riff-based, and um, I had been reading this like summary article on, uh, I think it was um, White Pony or Around the Fur. It was uh, like this Metal Hammer retrospective on Deftones, and they were talking about recording in the studio, and um, uh, Stephen Carpenter was talking about uh, how he came up with the riff for, um, I think it was uh, My Own Summer. So yeah, it would have been Around the Fur, and he was talking about how it just kind of evolved out of this riff, and the whole song just spawned out of that, so... I kind of read that and was like, I like, you know, that's very similar to what we've done. And um, I came up with something and uh, Pete here like came up with the drums to go with it. And we just, we knew there was something there and we kept going. So vocally, you know, I was just interested in a lot of contrast and like, so I have a lot of clean, longer parts and then 
faster rapid parts in the chorus and I just wanted to play around with that kind of a vocal structure I was watching The Wire at the time and I every time I'd watch the opening down in the hole it was like this bluesy kind of feeling so I got inspired by that for the cleans definitely so this is The Laity by Ulu Shaping you beyond the arms of Shining on my 
So that was Velaity by Ulu, and we're back here in the studio with the boys. Um, Hello. Now, we touched a little bit just right now on uh, on your songwriting, and you, you were mentioning it's mostly riff-based. Is that is that true for all of your writing, or how do you guys come up with all these tunes? Uh, I'd say there's, a, there's, a mul- there's multiple ways that we'll, we'll sort of come up. I mean, the riff bass is certainly one way to, to sort of get into the, the you know, the, the feeling of the song or the vibe of the song. But, um, you know, w- when the drums, the drums can really alter the, the feel of the song as well. So it's, we try to bounce ideas off each other. A lot of uh, jam-based writing, uh, like we'll jam something and if it sounds really good, that's something that we want to bring up next week, you know? And like, sometimes we hear it and it's like, oh, that's super good. We're going to write it next week and it sort of just like falls off the plate, right? So anything that sort of sticks around or has staying power is good. So, you know, it just happened for Velaity to be that wicked guitar, that riff, and we just sort of all bounced off, like Pete was saying, bounced off each other and it developed into this amazing thing. Well, and I mean, I guess we also have different, maybe different factions within the band camp. Pete here is very uh, much Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind, and he can, like, <laughs> he's composing songs in his head and he's drumming on his hands and his knees, and he's like, and then we'll do this, and then we'll do that, and I'm just staring at him with my jaw open and being like, <laughs> okay, sounds good, man. You're so. just one of those people that can just like regurgitate a song on the it's, spot. Yeah, like You just get one yeah. spot, and then it just like the whole song falls into place. He's a bit of a savant. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work that, that nicely, but a lot of the time, yeah, let's see. <laughs> Right on. I got one last question for you. It's my typical dumbass question of the week. This one, I don't think it's too dumb, though. Um, if you could, there are no dumb questions. <laughs> Only dumb answers. <laughs> um, and here they come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you guys could bring back one dead musician, who would it be? Like one each or like one, one each, collectively? One each, yeah. No, no, one each. I want to make a fight here. Oh, man. It's obviously Bowie. It's the only right answer. Man, I was going to say that. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> From a drummer's perspective, I'll say uh, Buddy Rich. Ooh, I like that. Man, I'm bringing Elvis out. Elvis. <laughs> and then we're all going to go Wake out him up together. Wake on that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Eat some peanut butter banana sandwiches together. Oh, speedballs. As, for- as, for- <laughs> as a former Elvis fan club member, I very much appreciate that answer. Yeah. I'm liking all these answers, to be honest. So we got Bowie, Elvis, and Buddy Rich. Oh, yeah. All right. I dig it. All great. Actually, yeah. I don't know. Maybe BB King. I can't decide. <laughs> Bowie or BB King, as long as they start with a B. Yeah, there, there needs to be one B at least. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for being here today. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for coming in. It's been a blast. And uh, everybody, make sure you check out Ulu and their new record, which is called Deluvian. Great memory. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Heavy in Ottawa. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by Rebel1017.com. Welcome back to Heavy in Ottawa. This is Laura. And I'm James. What's happening in Ottawa Gatineau area within the next couple of weeks, James? Well, quite a bit. Um, this Thursday, August 22nd at House of Targ, you can catch Hamilton Garage Punkers Rat Parade. Being backed up by locals King Swan, Amalgamation, and Curl. Also this Thursday at Mavericks, you can catch The Anchor and A War Within. Two American metalcore bands with locals Storm Like Wolves, Fractures and Outlines, and Triple Murder. This Sunday, August 25th, Rebel 1017 will be having our third birthday bash at the Brass Monkey. Keep listening in to Rebel 1017 for your chance to win your way in and check out Royal Tusk with locals Rebel and Fractures and Outlines. 
Next Wednesday, August 28th at House of Targ, Toronto Progressive Rock and Metalers, even the Trees and Parliament Owls will be ripping it with locals Yarns and Held in Secret. Next Thursday, August 29th at House of Targ, you can catch Toronto Rockers Cherry Hooker with locals Onion Face and River's End Band. Also next Thursday, but at the 27 Club, will be Iron Sheik and Big Nothing, supported by the local punks in John Creedon and the Flying Hellfish. Next Friday, August 30th, at Black Squirrel Books, will be an all-local bill featuring Sammy Hayes, Teenage Fiction, Barrington Club Band, and Stoby. And next Saturday, August 31st, at the Dominion Tavern, our pals in Letdown are going to be rocking it out alongside the Wild Hood and local Skybound, and my boy Cody Smith's going to be opening that up. And lastly, also next Saturday, August 31st, but at Live on Elgin, will be an all-local rock bill featuring Bad Volunteers, Los Grouchos, and Dark Desire. Thanks for that, James. Lots going on again. This has been Heavy in Ottawa. I'm Laura. And I'm James. Come check us out again in a couple of weeks. We're going to leave you with Bat Volunteers and Cat Stevens. Take care.
been listening to the Heavy in Ottawa podcast from Rebel1017.com with Laura Collins and James Reed. Brought to you by The Coven, Ottawa's heavy metal themed restaurant, 93 Murray Street in the Byward Market. New episodes posted twice monthly. Join the Heavy in Ottawa Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Heavy in Ottawa. Presented by Rebel1017.com.